Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Friday. It's been an interesting week. And, uh, well, the more interesting news just keeps on coming, I guess. Yeah, I don't know does. how you say it. But... It does. You know, the, the big story yesterday, Bill, and, and you know, i got to tell you how it happened with me. I'm looking around for things to watch, you know, because, you know, when you're, when you're an old guy, you sit around and watch a lot of TV. So I turned, <laughs> I turned on Fawny. I guess she pronounces it Fawny, right? Is that what it's you... It's Fawny, yeah. Not, not Fanny. Fanny. But it's spelled Fanny, like the Bee Gees yeah. song. Well, is well, it? Is no, it well, Fanny is F-A-N-N-I-E? Or is, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, but hers is F-A-N-I. Yeah, so it's, it's Fawny, Fawny Willis. So I got to tell you, I was watching her boyfriend testify, and the, and the guy, you had to feel kind of sorry for him, Bill, because he was literally sweating bullets. I mean, the water was pouring off him. He's wiping his his face. He's rubbing his eyes. He he drank more water than I've seen anybody drink in a long time. I kept thinking he's going to have to take a bathroom break any time now. I mean, it's just it's just got to happen because he's pouring this stuff into his system. And you know, it's funny. Then that was when he was being uh, t- examined by the prosecution. But when the defense got up, right. Yeah, you could almost see a sigh of relief, and all of a sudden he stops wiping his face. He just sits back because he was worried about what they were going to do. I, I do want to point out one thing before mm-hmm. I forget. When watching the Fanny thing, she actually revealed one piece of evidence when they were going after, her and they they wanted to know if she had any facts. She goes, uh, "One witness and two statements, and that makes a fact." You know, and I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh really? Yeah, it, it sure doesn't in a Trump trial." You know? Well, you know, she she was, uh, first of all, she wasn't supposed to testify yesterday. You know, she was uh, apparently in another room down the hall watching, I guess it was her office, watching what was going on and getting angry and angry because her boyfriend was dying on the stand and just ruining their case. So literally, she storms down to the uh, courtroom and says, Your Honor, I'm here. I'm willing to testify now. I mean, it was like it was like a it was like a scene from a Perry Mason TV movie, right? That was the biggest mistake she ever made, and that should tell you right there about this whole trial. You know, look, let's back this bus up. Before the trial ever began, yes, she had a special invitation to go to the White House and meet with Biden and crew, his, yes, uh, his his Justice Department. So if you don't think this was a political hit job and and, and just she's oh. a thug, then, you know, take a look at what's going on and go look at the timeline. She's a thug. She talks about nobody gave me and supported me money but my daddy. What's her daddy? A, a Black Panther, a, a radical from the 60s. He's a crook. Yes. And, and then she says, and she talks about her money. Well, I, I don't I don't use credit cards and you know stuff. Cash. I use cash because my daddy said you always keep cash around. Six months uh, she's a keep six months of cash in your house in case you have to you have to uh I guess leave quickly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a Al Caponeism and that is what a thug does. And let me just say this. If that is the case, Fanny, and you know, he's you know, the boyfriend is going, you know, you got money and you paid for it with your credit cards. Do you ever go to the bank with her and use her credit card or go get cash out? Oh, no, no, no. She, she keeps that cash in the house. Really? <laughs> let's take a look at her credit card and banking records and let's go back. Oh, I don't they know. They have no receipts, feet. Bill. They have no no receipts anywhere. No no statements. Exactly. Nothing. But I'm saying there's got to be a record of her deposits and withdrawals. Or lack of deposits because they asked her that, and she said no. They said, "Honest to God, they asked her." Well, you have a bank statement? No, everything was cash. Uh, you have some receipts somewhere, don't you? (laughs) She was paid by automatic deposit or by check. See, she's she's she's, lying out of her butt. She's the chief law enforcement officer in that county, in Fulton County. That's Atlanta, I believe, and and she's supposed to be the the head law enforcement person. And she's a crook. Anybody that's sitting in jail right now is sitting there. Hey, can I have a phone call, please? I'd like to call my attorney. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, I could be on death row there, and I oh. would have sat there and said, 
I'd like to talk to my attorney. She prosecuted uh, me. She put me here. Oh, I got a case. Oh, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, in you know what? Not only do they have a case against her and, you know, wrongful prosecution and incarcer- incarceration, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I don't have to rob anybody. You rob me of my life. I want money for it. You know, she. They um, got a problem. She, they got a problem with her. She walked into the courtroom. And she was pissed. Pardon my expression, but there's no other way of saying that. She was pissed. She was angry at the way it was going, and she was going to set stuff straight. This is her attitude, and everybody could see it. Everybody, As a matter of fact, I want to play something for you, Bill. Sure. Before, before I forget, MSNBC, not a fan of Trump's, not a fan yeah. of things going wrongly for their side. But even they had to admit it. Listen. It's it's so legalistic centric and yet so important and fascinating. Right. Don't let the legalese fool you. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court, it's game over for her. She will be disqualified um, if they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to, to the court. It's it's a huge deal. I, I can't overstate it. And do you feel the same way, Charles, based on the testimony of what we just heard? And we just learned Nathan Wade, who is the special prosecutor in this case, walked in the courtroom. He is being sworn in to testify now about this issue and his relationship with Fonnie Will. Anyway, they they they, uh, they stopped it because uh, Wade was coming in to retestify. But she was devastating. She was awful. And you know, I'm, I'm not making this up. And you know, you don't want to see people self-destruct publicly. But there was an arrogance about this woman. She was going to put things straight, and she was going to let everybody know. You know, at one point, her answers were so uh, angry that uh, they said, uh, Your Honor, maybe we should approach this as a hostile w- witness. And she turns to the judge, and she starts pointing her finger. I'm not a hostile witness. I'm not a hostile witness. I'm angry. I don't like—I mean, I thought, wow. If if you talked that way to a judge when I when I was in a courtroom, you'd be in a lot of trouble. The judge gave her a lot of leeway, a lot of flexibility. Uh, he he was a good judge. I mean, I I say that uh, qualifying it. If he comes down with a ridiculous decision, I'll probably have a different opinion. But I don't see how I don't see how he's not going to rule that the uh, the whole thing should be thrown out. I think that it will throw out the Trump case. People say why. Well, it's the, what do they call it? The um, the p- fruit of the poisonous apple, or something like that. It, yeah. it, it's it's like if you do something that's wrong, and something else develops from that, and then something else develops from that, then that whole chain is mm-hmm. thrown out. Do you know what I'm saying? Everything. Well, I have you've an done. example of that down the road here in a, in a story of that. But if they throw it out. Are, are they, because I'm sure the left is, you know, this is an attack job. It's obvious. I just said go back in the timeline because they met with Joe Biden. Are they going, okay, this case is going to be thrown out. How do we get it back on the books again? They're going to have to go back to the beginning, but I don't know that they yeah. can. Can you retry the case on a mistrial? Well, what somebody said was, first of all, I someone said, I don't believe that they can hand it off to an assistant in her office. Because no. everybody in her office was hired by her. I mean, even their jobs, I guess, will be in question because well, everything she's done as a DA, if it's been if she's been corrupt from the beginning, then mm-hmm. everything that she has done has been corrupted. Right, you know? and everything about it, and yeah, so the whole thing is corrupt. I mean, can they? It, it would be an obvious hack if they go. This is the case is over. She's out. The, the whole thing is out. Well, we got a whole new department in here. Oh, yeah, they got to take a special plane ride, too, to go see Joe Biden. You know, no matter how you slice it, you know, in my mind, the case is done. She made a mistake. It was great that it happened. She was so defensive on what she did. And, you know, it's funny. She tried to do a diversion, too, mm-hmm. where she goes, look, look, I'm not on trial. It's these people over here for trying yeah, to steal I, an I election. Gotta, I got to say well, that. Well, what? You got to hear this, folks. What Bill just said is true. Listen. 
So your office objected to us getting um, Delta records for flights that you may have taken with Mr. Wade. Well, no, 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 look. I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. So I mean, her arrogance, she's... Excuse me, Bonnie, but you are on trial. (laughs) Exactly. You are on trial. I mean, wake up. Bonnie, yes, you. That's exactly right. She, her arrogance was unbelievable. She was. She thought she was above the law. You know, there is an arrogance that people like this have built that is hard to understand because when you look at it from the sideline, you you can see well. You, it's not the law. You can't do this. It's obvious that you're acting out of bounds. I guess when they're in the moment, when they have all the power, all the authority, they start to believe their own press clippings like they are people who cannot be challenged. Oh, you know? yeah. She thought she was the fairy princess in Never Never Land. Yeah, exactly. No, not today, Fonny. Fonny, Fonny is uh, uh, in, in hot water. Uh, by the way, I think it's the fruit of the poisonous tree. That's that's what I think the state the term is. That's uh, kind of biblical, it, isn't it? It, it? it kind of is. She is um, she is going to he, what I what they're talking about is not just whether she will be removed from the case. That is the simplistic leftist kind of idea. I've heard it described by experts. No, no, she'll be removed from the case. She probably will be disbarred. She may f- risk uh, legal action because she's misappropriated uh, funds, government funds. You know, Bill, she went in seven months, she went on five trips. Bill, I've been on um, cruises. I've been, yeah. I, I've been on uh, well, maybe two or three cruises in my whole life. She did it in seven months. I've been on one cruise in my whole life, and well, you know I don't know if I want to go on another one. But the point is, hey, you're not you're not you're not Fonny Willis, Bill. You got well, you, I you know. got some catching you know, up to do. And she's got such a hard case that she's trying. I mean, it it you have to take that many vacations over six or seven months. Take those five vacations. Come on, I mean, and Bill, her and Biden vacation all the time. She she. Uh, Apparently, Nathan Wade, her boyfriend, mm-hmm. by the way, he kept saying things like, and the guy was, like I said, he was, he's pouring out water. It's like someone had a He a looked hose. dumb to me. I mean, but, I'm but, sorry, well, but, you he, know, I don't want to. The guy, the, the lawyer says, when you, uh, when you were having a relationship and this guy Wade on the stand, he corrects him. You mean intercourse? <laughs> I thought to myself, wait a second, pal, you, you don't. When someone's digging you a hole, you don't give don't him dig. a shovel. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't, you don't dig it deeper with him. You know, the guy was saying relationship because he was trying to be uh, caught dignified, and the witness said, "You mean, you mean intercourse?" So yeah, oh. they they weren't having a relationship; they were FBs. <laughs> Yes, they, yes, they blank were buddies. They were blank buddies. Oh, yeah, FBs. Know, they had a witness on stand uh, on the stand yesterday, who was supposedly a friend. I guess. Her oh name yeah, was and Ye- she Yeri? threw them under the bus oh. because you know. Oh yeah, the, 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 see, there's a timeline, mm-hmm. and she blew that timeline out of the water and took it yeah. back to 2020, I believe, or 2021. Either way, it was pre everything, and that means. Uh oh, <laughs> you know, and, and you have to say to yourself, uh, what does she have by being untruthful? This her name is Yearty, I believe her name was. Uh, what will she get by lying? This she gets nothing out of it. So she, no. uh, you, you, she is the believable, in my opinion, witness on the stand. The other two people, they had a horse in the race. You know, Wade, no. Wade, and uh, Willis. They were the they were the primaries in this story. They were the principals in this story, and uh, their gluteus maximus was on the line, and they were trying desperately to uh, to protect it. You know, and so oh, they, I think she, I, I think ahead. she was telling the truth. I don't think she was a Trump liker, but I don't think she was a, a funny hater or or the hater of the boyfriend. She just happened to tell yeah. 
the truth. The truth. <laughs> and so I applaud her for that, you know, and, you know, I wouldn't, I might not have uh, assumed that she was going to do that. But then again, she didn't have a dog in this race. And, you know, that shows, you know, character of her that, no, I'm just going to tell you what I saw and that's it. And so she hires, Fawny hires uh, Wade, uh, her her boyfriend, because he's so qualified and pays him uh, much more money than anybody else in the office. Much more money. And and Fawny and, and he dotted the timeline that the witness actually gave him a little bit of a slide, but you know, they they, they met at some, uh, I guess, conventions yeah, or yeah. seminars, yes. and uh, he they was became... he was lecturing, and and <laughs> he wasn't lecturing, yeah. and and they they were respectful colleagues of, of the course. same race. They found each other because yes. of that, and I'm like, going, uh huh, yeah, that's and and nothing transpired. Then then after a while, they said, well, we ought to have an affair. You, you <laughs> nah. watch, mark my words, mark my words. If the judge comes down against Fawny and says she's disqualified and the case should be thrown out. She's going to have a press conference and say the whole thing was racially motivated, that they did this because she's a woman and she's black. Folks, the furthest thing from the truth is that story there. But mark my words, because this know, is how I they were. I was willing to give her a little bit of a slide, but boy, when she came out and did her thing and I saw it, I was going like, okay, now I see her true colors. The only thing that uh, she she forgot to mention yesterday is she knows she knows her goose is cooked. She knows it. Well, speaking of goose, uh, I think she was auditioning to be well, on the View. Well, you know, Bill, she has a shot. But uh, speaking of uh, her goose, she talks about her goose here. Listen, much less cash that time, probably four or five hundred dollars, and then I paid for uh, a bunch of stuff. I think we did two different wine tours that you do, which are pretty expensive. Um, I think I bought him. He likes wine. I don't really like wine, to be honest with you. I like Grey Goose. Um, I bought him a bottle of wine while we were there and the sippings that you do. I, I can't remember how many, like four or five different places you go. I remember we went to um, to this place that they do pairings. Um, that was the most expensive thing that I think that we did while we were there. So they would pair uh they would pair uh, champagne, chocolate, and champagne, chocolate, and caviar. It was a three, and it was like three different things. Sweden, Russia, someplace else. I'll make that up. But um, that that was the most expensive thing we did that trip, and I paid for it. I, I guess they couldn't get on a cruise ship, so they took a trip to Napa Valley and went to wine country. Mm. And uh, he likes wine, very expensive wine. Uh, yeah. But she likes Grey Goose. <laughs> I thought, yeah. uh, you know, these people, is she aware that she's sitting on the stand? Her arrogance, Bill, was so unbelievable. She, She's talking with, I mean, look, at, I'm the son of a trial lawyer. My dad tried cases for 60 years successfully, and he used to come home at nighttime. We'd sit around the table and he'd talk you know, I talk about his different uh, approaches and cases and would all throw our two cents in. And even though I didn't go to law school, I used to hear my dad talk about, well, you don't say that in court. You don't give them more rope than they need to hang you. You know, you, you just give them enough and then be quiet. Well, nobody told Fonny this because Fonny, she couldn't stop talking. She, I'm thinking... We don't need to know, Fonny, about uh, they do pairings in wine country. We don't need to know that uh, you he likes expensive bottles of wine and caviar, and you like uh, Grey Goose. I mean, I'm thinking to myself that the judge has got to be, and the judge, by the way, he did look like a, a dignified uh, young judge who was trying to do the right thing here. And, and we'll find out when the judgment comes down. If, if he finds way off, you know, some far out the ruling and, and throws the case out or something, then you know that he's uh, on the dole too. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you know, or they'll get to him because, you know, the one thing with all of this happening is yeah. all eyes were on Fawny. Now, are yeah. they are they deliberately giving up the case for something else? Because 
you know, while all this was happening, Biden's DOJ going after the Burisma accusers, the the FBI guy, the informant that yeah. came back and, and uh, I saw threw that Joe under the bus. Well, now he's been, you know, they they're they're going after him, and uh, Joe does that. Anybody that accuses him of something. My question, Bill, is why does the White House have to be briefed about a Fulton County case? Well, the only reason would be is because they're involved in it. Everything is political, and you got to look at that. I don't care that you hate Trump. If you hate him, you hate him. I get it. We're not going to change your opinion. No, No, we're not going to change your opinion. And that's just what it is. But look, if you if you're saying, "Well, I'm looking at Trump for what he is," then look at Biden for what he is. Oh, <laughs> and they then, can't do that on that side, Bill. They can't. No, they should. They should. You know, uh, just like you, you know, you might go, "Well, you know, Biden has to go. We've got somebody else." Well, the fact of the matter is, and it ain't Nikki, but if Trump had to go, let's be honest, there are other. Patriots out there. That's why the whole line of well, them. Well, that's why they suspend their campaigns. They don't, they don't end them. That's why guys like Ron DeSantis and Vivek, they don't, they don't end their campaign. They suspend it. That's so that if something were to happen to Trump, they could re, uh, initiate, you know, reactivate their campaigns and. Um, they could be back in the race. And guys like Vivek and guys like uh, DeSantis, I think, would have more of a shot than mm-hmm. Nikki. Nikki has shown that she's really a Democrat, uh, well, a leftist in uh, wolf's clothing. There's a suggestion out there, and I think it would be a great thing for her to do and uh, for the uh, the no-names party to adopt her to be their candidate. You know? She should go over to that thing. Because <laughs> well, they, they, they won have... in the they won. They won in Las Vegas. None of the above won in Las Vegas in Nevada. So uh, And, yeah, so she is the perfect candidate yeah. on the no-names party. And you know what? That would settle the, you know, she goes, oh, it's all rigged and all this stuff. So she would have her own party. And then when she loses and falls on her face, who's she going to blame then? You know, and I, it, just when you think Fox is crawling back to the conservative side, uh, you find out that— uh, they're going to have uh, a one-on-one with Nikki Haley on Saturday. Uh, I, I forgot who's going to. I guess John Roberts is going to host it. Uh, a mm. one-on-one with Nikki Haley that will probably have less viewerships than uh, the test pattern at one a.m. in the morning on a local uh, TV station in Iowa, someplace. I mean, it's yeah. it's going to be it's going to be bad. It's going to be somebody. Bad. Somebody is cashing in all their chips and pulling their strings and cards to get uh, stuff like that going. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, every network, whether it's liberal or conservative, there are people at certain positions that go, no, we've got to do this. So uh, I'm not giving Fox a break, but I am saying that no matter what, there are people in their hierarchy that are left-leaning uh, even if no matter how hard right they try to go, the the lefties will pull it back to the left. You know, it's going to be interesting, Bill. Uh, we have this on Saturday night with John Roberts, right? This one on one with Nikki Haley. I believe that President Trump Saturday has a rally on Newsmax, and you know he they start about six thirty, but he won't come out till like eight or eight thirty. He'll probably come out on stage the same time that that Nikki goes on that one-on-one with John Roberts. I'll bet you that his numbers are higher for that rally. And by the way, the rally, we've seen it before. I mean, it's the same. He does a variation of the same theme every time he does a rally. And his viewership numbers are always through the roof. So it'll you know, be interesting. Yeah, yeah, he's got a stage show. It lets, um, and, he, and to me, that's smart because he has a theme. He has an agenda. Yeah. He sticks to it, and it's... His message is delivered over and over and over again. You know, it, it's like going to a concert. When you go see Stevie Nicks, you know what she's going to sing. You know what yeah. it's going to be. and But you want to hear the message. And she wants to keep her message out there because that gets her to what she wants to, her goal that she wants to achieve. Yeah. Same thing with Trump and his message. And 
his show. There is showmanship to it, but it gets the word out there, and that's what he's got to do, and that's what he does. So, yeah, no matter what it, it you know, it I, is. But you know, we're we're forgetting uh, what was mentioned yesterday, and now I'm sitting here uh, drawing my. I got to ask blank you, up. Bill. What do you what do you think? Who do you think uh, is going to be? the Democratic uh, candidate. I mean, everyone is saying right now it's just a matter of time before they announce that Joe is withdrawing from the 2024 election. You know, Joe doesn't want to because because even as as cloudy as his as his mind is right now, there's the the part of him that uh, he just doesn't like to lose. And in his mind, if he bails he won out, the last one, if yeah, he, he'll yeah, bail out. If he bails well, he, out, he'll, he'll be a loser and he doesn't want that, even though he's he can't. Uh, he can't tell you where he's standing on on a stage. Uh, he won't want to do this, but I think they're going to pressure him. Who do you think will be the candidate on the Democratic well, side? See, now there's where the problem is because, you know, even though Kamala has, you know, she does and says things that are ridiculous. She doesn't, yeah. yeah, she just really, she's one of those people that she can't mingle in a crowd, you know? Um, and that's that's just that. And she's got low polling numbers. She's done stupid things. Worse than Biden, has, by the way, Bill. Yeah. yeah. And she she doesn't – she's not even focused on her job. I don't think she knows what to do. doesn't mean that she's a dumb cookie. She just means she's – you know, she's She's one of these people not, who's not very comfortable in front of people. Yeah, and she's not, she's not suited for the job. I'm not going right. to say she's not fit, but she's not suited for the job. Never was, never will be. But there she is. But I think in her mind, you know, and in reality, she knows that you know it. We all know it. She is going to be Madam President with the Democrats and the steel. Now, if Joe steps out, who steps up? It's That's her. it. That's it. Yeah. And if he gets in, he's not going to fulfill his second term. It's unless they Kamala. can convince unless they can convince her somehow. Not to run, I, and I don't. I don't know no. whether that's going to be something they can do because I think she made a statement uh, yesterday. I'm ready to serve, meaning if the opportunity She's avails been itself that for a few weeks, for a month. Yeah, she says if the opportunity avails itself, I'm ready to be the but president. See, here's what they might do: is they might get closer to Joe stepping down. I say it's within weeks, maybe a week. Yeah, uh, that he steps down. So they have somebody they put on the ticket with her that makes her all of a sudden, in their eyes, more, you know, uh, more acceptable. And they know how to fake poll numbers, and they know how to manipulate the news. Let's say they say, well, Michelle's going to run with her. Well, two things there. Okay, if, if, if that's what it took, or even Hillary. You know damn good and well that once they get what they want, then they will take the second candidate and slide them up into first place by some medical thing or some ill fate that happens. They keep her. they keep throwing the name Gavin Newsom out there, and I don't think he uh, has a snowball's chance. And look what in he Hades. did to California. Well, that, and that, I think good that's look at California. That's what that is what they would do on the Republican side. They would make commercials. They should do it now. They would they run should. commercials of Gavin's. Here's what Gavin has done to California. Gavin, California before Gavin and California after Gavin. You know, show a nice picture of San Francisco and all of its natural beauty well, pre-Gavin Newsom. And then show the homelessness and the businesses that have left San Francisco since he's been governor. Well, what they should do is you've been lied to America, and they ought to start doing that now, showing the Gavin Newsom, California, the 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 Portland, Oregon's, and Oregon's, and stuff like that, and even, you know, in Massachusetts, some of the things that are going on there with the immigrants and all around Awful the border. Bill. Awful. Everything. And then take that footage that's going on from Russia you know, where, you know, you'll walk into a grocery store. We are told that they don't have anything on the shelves, that it's it's terrible there. You know, you think we got Well, wait a second. I'm going to play a clip. more terrible in Russia. I'm going to play a clip in a second from, not. from Tucker. Tucker was in Russia to interview Putin. He also, by the way, interviewed uh, Snowden and uh, Tara Reid. Both of them are living in Russia right now because 
they've had it with Tara Reid left of the United States because she was afraid that she was afraid that someone was, was going to take her life because she's the one who said that Joe Biden raped her. And I guess she had enough death threats and she figured that's enough. I'm leaving. She went to Russia. Snowden's mm-hmm. there because he was a whistleblower and they, they labeled him a spy and uh, a bad person. So he, he's been living there for about 10 years. Anyway, Tuck is over there. He was over. He's not there now. I believe he's back. But, when he was over there, he decides to visit a grocery store. Yeah, he goes to a grocery store. Yeah. He goes into this grocery store. By the way, friends, the, I saw a video of this. The grocery store was as nice, if not nicer, than 95% of the grocery stores in our country. It was big, bright, beautiful. It was incredibly well-stocked. The food was all top-shelf stuff. It even had... Gillette razor blades and Mars bars and Snickers and things like that. Nice Uh, displays in there. And, yeah, they're like, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of, you've got giant eagles there, big super giant eagles. Market basket up in. Market uh, basket here. Like, yeah, the big, the big, big, big. The Russian stores are bigger than that. More, more variety, better stocked. And listen and to this. You got you to hear opposite. how this is a video, and you have to use your imagination with some of this because you, just, you hear him describing stuff. But uh, trust me, everything he's talking about is top shelf. Even, even the shopping cart. The shopping cart has brakes on it, so when you stop, it won't roll back into a car. You know, the shopping carts are better shopping carts than we have here. Listen, yeah. to, listen to Tucker's report. So a long-standing feature, maybe the longest-standing feature of Cold War propaganda in the West was the Soviet grocery store. No products, no choices, shoddily made things. And it wasn't actually propaganda, it was real. And you can look up the pictures on the Internet if you want. So we thought it would be interesting to take a look at a contemporary, modern-day, 2024 Russian grocery store, two years into sanctions. Here we go. All right. Here we go. So I guess you put in 10 rubles here, and you get it back when you put the cart back. So it's free, but there's an incentive to return it and not just bring it to your homeless encampment. Okay. This is the uh, grocery cart escalator. (laughs) This is designed, I'm figuring this out now, where the wheels don't move, they lock on the grocery cart escalator. Look, Ma, no hands. <laughs> Retail placement here is a little bit different. So you're, it's like walking through Macy's to get to Whole Foods. Okay, we've gotten through the perfume section to get to the grocery store. So we're going to try and buy what a family of four would buy every week, and we're going to see what the selection is, and we're going to see what it costs. Now, Russia is famous for its bread, which is one thing I can assess pretty well. The low-carb lifestyle has not swept Russia. Uh, thank heaven, because, they, I mean, look at that. It's fresh, too. Look at that. Oh, come on. Mm. Unicorn and mini mills. All right. Oh, 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 oh. Some kind of Russian wheat cookies. Ooh, we need coffee, don't we? I don't know if this is sugar or flour, to be honest with you, but uh, it looks like a staple, so we should get it. It's a very good-looking package. It's got to be flour, right? And this is Russian wine. It's from Crimea, which not only has the warm water naval base, but also is the source of most of the grapes uh, in this part of Russia for wine. So it's apparently pretty good. Cheese puffs. You check out of a grocery store, and you've got gum, razor blades, and candy. Actually, they hide the razor blades because we steal them. But these are all seem to be Western products. Mars, Twix, Snickers, Milky Way, Bounty, Gillette, false cough drops, Mentos. It's pretty non-sanctioned to me, but what do I know? I went from amused to legitimately angry. Um... So we were guessing what this would cost. Everybody here is from the United States buys groceries, and we didn't pay any attention to costs as we were just putting in the car what we would actually eat over a week. 
and we all came in around 400 bucks, about 400 bucks. Um, it was $104 US here. And that's when you start to realize that ideology maybe doesn't matter as much as you thought, corruption. If you take people's standard of living and you tank it through filth and crime and inflation, and they literally can't buy the groceries they want, at that point, maybe it matters less what you say or whether you're a good person or a bad person. You're wrecking people's lives in their country, and that's what our leaders have done to us. And coming to a Russian grocery store, the heart of evil, and seeing what things cost and how people live, it will radicalize you against our leaders. That's how I feel anyway, radicalized. We're not making any of this up, by the way, at all. Amazing. Uh, he yeah. thought it was going to cost 400 bucks. It cost him $104. And we're, we're being screwed by uh, this administration and the politicians in Washington. And they tell you that they're doing it because they want to help you. You know, so there he is in the heart of communism, and they've got all the frills of life. And yeah. there's no way they could have staged that just because of his impromptu trip there. Exactly. And, uh, and they got multi-level stores locking brakes on the carts. Now the 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 ten rubles uh, is kind of like going to an Aldi's if you have that around where you are. Aldi's, you put a quarter in the, yeah. in the thing, the little. Thing slots out, and you take the cart and you go in. And then when you return the cart, you know, and lock it back in, the quarter that someone else used pops out. So you get you get your yeah. quarter returned. It's the same concept, which keeps people from leaving the carts in the parking lot, and that's that's it. But here we are, the bed of democracy, and we're really living in third world order, which is interesting because I was reading a report. A new study out, you know, suicides are on, on running rampant the in the United States. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, the left would have well, it's the drug, the imports of drugs, and all of that, and yeah, but there's still an underlying reason why you're committing suicide. So they checked it, and it turns out to be the insurmountable economic ruins that we're going through. People can't afford things, and they have no alternative. So they're turning to suicide, Bidenomics, at work for you. Well, Makes you want well, to kill yourself. Just, just, uh, just think about how much gas cost when Trump was in office. It was under well, two to under two dollars. We and, were an oil. Well, wait, wait a second. Nation. Wait a, Okay, go ahead. He under two dollars for gas. Groceries were down considerably. Uh, I mean, just the average stuff that he was talking about in that Russian store. I bet you it was closer to $200 than $400. This so guy we, and his people have shafted the American people. Yeah. Look, you think a politician is on your side? No, they're on the side of their wallet. And we have been sold out for years. They are continuing to sell us out. Nothing is going to change about this. Uh, it's it, it is really... You know, you're a fool if you don't look at this and see what's going on. And like Bill we said, it's very, it's very obvious this was not staged. You know, usually when you you go to a country like Russia and it's announced and they know you're coming, they escort you here, they escort you there, they make sure you stay in a nice hotel that has all the amenities, all these things. But he didn't do that. He paid mm -hmm. for his own trip. He paid for his own room. They made all the travel arrangements themselves. And when he was out walking around, like Bill said, this was an impromptu uh, visit to a grocery store. They had no idea that he was going to go in there and do this report. Uh, he just walked in. And this was what they have every single day in that store. And, you know, he talked about it was like walking through Macy's to get to the grocery store. Well, that's because the store was so big, it had like a regular department store at one end, sort of like the uh, super centers that Walmart has, where part of the store is regular sales of regular items, and then the other half is the grocery store. And and that's mm -hmm. what this store was like. These people in Russia, they're not living from hand to mouth. They're living pretty well right now. It's because their country is thinking about their well-being and not the well-being of the powerful and the elites in Washington or in Moscow. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, democracy, you know, it's it's almost like freedom. You know, just another word for, you know, nothing left to lose or whatever. Well, what did, what did Reagan send? You're always one election away from losing it all. I mean, uh, I mean, we may have lost it all and we're trying to get it back. So, you know, you need to go and do a reassessment of what uh, what's important and valuable to you. And I'm not saying change your parties because because of that. But take a good look. You know, you got to ask is, yourself, Bill, I don't know about you, but when I see this this man on the stage stumbling and and lost and befuddled and i mean i'm embarrassed yes for him because you don't want to see any elderly man do this in public but i'm embarrassed for us because this is the image that he's presenting to the world right now the whole world you know biden well, we're the laughing stocks well, come putin, on we've got to be putin comes out and he says uh I want Biden to be president. Why? Because he's predictable. Well, he's a predictable politician. Think about this. Trump, uh, you know, he initiated Space Force, you know, and protecting yeah. our assets in space and everything else. Now, there is a big agenda for Space Force where they were going to develop this new satellite system that protects satellites, protects us, protects the land. And all of a sudden, well, they cut the budget to it and they said, no, nah, that's it. We've nixed it. And out comes the news that Russia has, or they're in the process of developing a new anti-satellite defense system that will render our satellites useless. That we well, that's today's story. You know, the yesterday's story was a story that they were going to put nuclear weapons in, in space and satellites so they could target us from space. You don't know what to well, believe wait a second. because they keep well, floating these things around. There's an update. There's an update yeah. to that story, Yes. It was the big news, and all the news networks had it, all the news uh, programs, you know, Russia is about to put missiles, nuclear missiles on. Now, that was admittedly a lie. Uh, Kirby came out yesterday. Uh, uh, what's the name? Blinken came out yesterday and said, uh, it is not something to worry about. Uh, we... We have no information that states that they're putting nuclear weapons on satellites. Mind you that it was the top story in the news for like a whole 24-hour period. The country got nervous because all of a sudden we felt we were targets. And then they came out and said, well, now, it's not true. Don't believe well, it. Well, let me ask you this question. If we're targets, no, 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 we're not targets. Is that a no, 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 no? Because actually... Their targets, and we have those up there. And well, they, well, someone, to admit they're getting them I means saw we a, have to admit we have them. I saw a military expert laugh. He said, forget putting them on satellites. They don't need that. They got them on submarines. They got, them, they got hypersonic missiles. You think they have to put them on satellites to hit you? They can nail you from Russia right now and, and uh, with a hypersonic missile. So well, think about this. You know, you got drones that fire missiles. Yeah. Can you use a small tip nuclear uh, missile from a drone? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm absolutely sure you can. And so, we, in other hey, words, you can put it on a balloon. A no matter how you find it. Yeah. What the Chinese proved is you can put it on a balloon and float it across our country without any um, kind of repercussion. Look, you can build an atom- You can build a nuke in your backyard and put it in the in the trunk of a car, and remote control the car, or get a suicide bomber with it. You know they're. they're yeah, if, if you if you want to do something evil and foul, you can. But you know w- we have things that are being done to us that are evil and foul. You talk about the food, and we have we've got warehouses that have gone by the by. We're putting regulations on truckers. We've got we don't produce energy anymore. And how bad is the energy production? Well, we don't do it, but I think we're the only country that doesn't really, you know, self produce anymore. Thanks to Joe Biden, even Canada, Canada under Trudeau. They've got an oil industry and a pretty hefty one. So what the hell are we doing? Uh, speaking of uh, what are we doing, uh, I don't know whether you've heard about this. We mentioned it yesterday uh, as the show was ending, but it's a big story that mm. uh, few are talking about. Uh, left-leaning radical, and I say that uh, intentionally, George Soros is buying 220 uh, radio stations, and I found out which ones they are. They are Odyssey. Apparently, you know, Odyssey is a, you're saying, well, what is Odyssey? Because a lot of people don't know the inner workings of broadcasting. Yeah, Odyssey used to be CBS radio. 
the CBS radio network. Uh, what happened was... Used to be it, Intercom, too. Intercom bought CBS Radio, became CBS Radio for a little bit, and then I believe they, they decided to change the name well, to Odyssey to blanket both companies. I'll give you a little backstory, and because I, personal, I have personal knowledge of this, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll just leave it at that. Okay, but the, the simple fact is, this has been going on for since the beginning of this podcast of Soros wanting to buy stations. First, it was about 50 stations that he wanted to buy, but you couldn't buy it because you cannot be a foreign entity and buy U.S. property. All right? Now, with that, in, with that said, you know, it didn't mean that he wasn't doing, you know, still in the works and doing it. There's another radio company I do some work for, I'll just put it that way, and they're based out of um, Seattle, I think, Washington, you know, and they're there. And they've got a big pile of stations. Now, they went through a bankruptcy like a lot of radio companies did, and they emerged and they came back strong. But what they did is they petitioned the government to say, well, you know, to survive in this day and age, we need foreign money. So now they are the first and only company in America which set the stage to be 100% foreign-old and controlled on foreign soil, but the licenses are here. They control our spoken media. And that had to be done during the Biden administration. It happened during the Biden administration. Happened in the past year. As a matter of fact, you know, it's interesting. You know, my 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 money used to come via check, and then it became automatic deposit. But since that happened, now to get my money deposited, I have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, going, wait, I got to pay to get paid. Yeah. Well, well, you know, the the thing is, um, with, uh, Soros, from what I understand, uh, he has homes here in the U.S., and I'm not sure whether he's technically an American citizen. I don't know that or not, but well, I, 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 I think his son, I think his son is, and his son runs the company now. Uh, well, I know- he doesn't have to worry anymore because that that cloak has been lifted. You know, the money can be foreign; they can have a foreign interest, and that's it. Uh, you know, I, I get you know the old buying the sales rights, but this is beyond that, beyond sales and programming rights. This means they are wholly owned. So what happens if the owners of the... I think it's important we should tell people, in case they don't know, what type of radio stations we're talking about here, okay? Because people, 220 stations, well, I mean, they could be little stations. No, no. Uh, For example, uh, some of the the linchpin stations for uh, Odyssey, I believe, uh, you'll find that uh, KDKA in Pittsburgh, I think, is owned by Odyssey. I believe that waters. yeah, I believe that WINS, the number one news station in New York, wins. Uh, WCBS uh, AM in New York, eight eighty, is Odyssey. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. There, they Odyssey, Entercom, uh, CBS. They prided themselves in buying major players in the biggest markets in the country. So. What, what this guy Soros has done is he didn't buy the company. He's bought the majority hold of the company by buying their incredible, and I mean incredible, debt. Uh, if I told you they were on the very verge of imploding, they were, okay? Because mm-hmm. they, they overextended themselves financially, and then the market went to hell, and all of a sudden they couldn't pay their debt. And, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. They they got greedy. Uh, I, I, I met the uh, chairman of, uh, of Entercom, of uh, Odyssey, uh, nice enough young guy, uh, very lucky young man because he inherited uh, the position that he got. And I don't know whether he was totally capable. I mean, a lot of guys, they think they are because they inherited it, but that's not necessarily the case. So somebody should have said to them, when they were buying up stations, oh, wait a second, we've gone too far. We've swam beyond the uh, the, the lifeguards. The they, water, yeah. they can't come and rescue you. are too far out. And they didn't do that, and that's what happened with Odyssey. And now 
uh, they are stuck because they'll never get out of the hole they're in unless somebody like a George Soros comes along. Now, what I what I don't understand, Bill, and I I truly mean this, I don't understand why. Uh, I guess Trump can't do it because he's running for office and you can't. But why some of his friends uh, on the conservative side didn't band together and buy up that stock? Why didn't they do what Soros is doing? You know, I mean, it would have been a terrific opportunity to to lock in all of these communication arms uh, and they didn't do it. Now, maybe well, go ahead. I was going to say that what the Soros's move is brilliant. Buying up, you know, terrestrial, you know, media. Right. You know, land-based media. Uh, a lot of people are sitting there going, no, the Internet's the future. But the simple fact is, with it's still the baby of, of, of what's going on out there, but it has been mismanaged just like we mismanaged, you know, uh, land-based radio and, and everything like that. But the simple fact is, because uh, I got a station that does that, and I go, don't do that. You know, they're sitting there going, well, radio is still today has more listeners than this, 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 and this combined. You don't believe us, Google it. Well, you know, you're you're taking what you have and you're touting and throwing it to the people that you're beating. You don't acknowledge them. And I know Trump is putting a lot of his eggs uh, in in the, the future of the Internet, which can be disrupted and depends a lot more on infra- infrastructure. Uh, I will say brilliant from Soros because... Media, like radio, it's self-sufficient. And here's the important thing. The radio has always been a form of defense and security, the spoken word for us. And the stations can, uh, each signal can be independent to where we're under attack. They go EBS. They can pull pull the plug on the Internet. The whole Internet can go down. They can literally stop everything on the Internet from, from running. But radio, because what Bill said is true, they have their own generators, their own transmitters. They can broadcast as long as they have electricity. And Very. look, when when Ford uh, when Ford Motor Company here just a year or two ago wanted to pull AM radio out of out of their vehicles, mm-hmm. the backlash was, no, no, you can't do that because it is a form of security and defense. Because if all hell breaks loose. Once again, that is our one line of defense to get the word out and let everybody know what's going on. That's your source of communication. If somebody or a foreign entity owns it and controls it, they can turn it off. They can turn on propaganda, but you cannot count on it or rely on it for your well-being and safety. And that is a problem. And why AM stations? Well, every radio has an AM receiver and no matter how you slice it yeah the fidelity of fm and all of this stuff uh, the simple fact is it doesn't take as much power for an am signal to go a long way and when you have those fifty thousand watt stations or those low frequency stations that have five thousand watts they go from east coast to west coast and you can beef her up you know say yeah let's go ahead and flip up you know let's run her hot and you're going to get that signal out. It's not going to take as many signals to blanket the, the You know, the I'm thinking to myself, what happens now that Soros uh, is the majority stockholder and has all this influence on 220 major radio players in, in the country? And I'm thinking that I, Trump has got to be aware of this. And I think that he's probably thinking, well, if I get into office, my FCC can force them to divest because 220 stations – to be influenced uh, by one person might be they they've done this in the past. I mean, I go back to 1934 when they issued the Radio Act and all these things changed about the number of stations, the number of uh, of, of uh, you know, AM, number of FM, and then when TV came along, they told you how many TV stations you could have. And then when they divested in 19 was it 96 when they everything became loosey-goosey as far as ownership came, goes and all of a sudden, you had big players like iHeart and other people come along. Yeah. And- but there's also the Grandfather Act, you know, and, and that had to do with ownership and technical capabilities. So, you know, yeah, we're but talking- they, they, they still can make you divest. They can tell you, yes, you're grandfathered, and you, but you have 
a period of time that you can keep it, meaning like, for example, they may say that uh, you have five years to divest or okay. three years to divest. But let's say the five years or three years to divest. Look how much damage Joe has done in oh, three short years. So yeah. even a year's time of, of having that monopoly, you know, a monopoly is just that. It's monopoly. So this is well, you dangerous. Know, I think what should happen is some conservatives out there should file complaints with the FCC and challenge this uh, this Anybody deal. with a political, you know, look, any foreign entity and anybody with a political agenda should not own the media, period. And now, you know, somebody might say, "Yeah, let's get handy and all of that off the off." No, off no, they, the they don't own it. Yeah, they don't own it. It's a programming choice, um, and you do need diversity, and you do need. Look, I'm not. There's a lot of left leaning stuff out there. The view is left leaning, and uh, very left leaning. Yeah. I don't like it, but you know, I will look at it and say, "Well, now I know what they're thinking." And, you know, if they had a good idea that I agreed with, great. But I haven't agreed with anything that they got. <laughs> but it is their freedom to say what they believe. Boy, I got to tell you, uh, I looked at the clock. Boy, this show has gone by quickly, hasn't it? Holy smokes. Um, I got a whole page of stuff I haven't even talked about. Have you seen the picture of Kathy Griffin recently? Go go on right now. Go on, yeah, on Gateway. Yeah, the, the skin is all shriveled she looks, up. Which... She looks demonic. The lady yeah. looks demonic. She has either had some of the worst plastic surgery done on her, or she has hasn't had a good meal in six months. Uh, but she looks so thin that she literally looks. That demonic. looks like rapid weight loss, and the, the skin hasn't tightened up. Or And I wouldn't go under the blade to tighten it up. There are ways to tighten it up. But she looks bad, whether that uh, – I wouldn't have let that photo out if I were her. Wow. It, it is it is really um, sad. I mean, I don't like the woman's comedy. I don't like her attitude. I don't like her, quote, humor. Nowadays, anything that is uh, anti-Trump is considered humorous on the side of the left – I mean, one of the one of the most unfunny people in television, in my opinion, is Stephen Colbert, and everybody. Oh, he's now he's about as funny as a kick in the derriere. Okay, he's not funny at all, but uh, the left likes him there because every night, like clockwork, he goes out there and tries to diminish uh, President Trump. It's just it's what he does, and uh, mm -hmm. as long as he's carrying the water for the left, they're going to keep him there, and he's going to keep getting his check. But he's not. Funny, and Jimmy Kimmel is not funny anymore. I thought he was funny uh, when he first came on, when he just tried to do general humor. But then he became uh, part of the in crowd out in L.A. He uh, he changed his whole attitude, and he became uh, a staunch uh, never-Trumper. And, I mean, every that's what night. They do. Yeah, every night. That's what they do, and that's just what they are. Hey, I, I saw something interesting here, but uh, they say, uh, you know, how many— let me just ask you this question. Mm -hmm. How many different um, gender identities are there? It's funny you should say that, Bill, because off the top of my head, and I'm just guessing right now, um, well, don't, don't, don't press me. I would say there are 68. All right, name them all. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's okay. Uh, I, I saw that story, Bill. That's why I... I came up with that figure, but go ahead. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, apparently, you know. in, is it North Carolina yeah. now? They're 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 uh, when you because obviously you have to know how to identify with a person. There are sixty eight, so to be yeah, you've got to know them all. Yeah. But my question is, you know, you have to be able to recognize it without asking it because it's 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 an infringement well what did we call it you on, and i you and i came up with the transitional transitional uh, uh, trans uh, transitional gender uh <laughs> disorder or something like that yeah yeah in the whole idea was folks that uh, we actually came up with a, a gender identity that changes by the almost second, right? For example, Bill, uh, let's give him an idea. Well, what, right are, what now, are you? What do you feel? Like? Right now, you see this in my hand. Yes, I'm the same thing. I am a mouse. Okay, so so Bill Knight is 
to be thought of as a, a mouse, right? You're a mouse. No, 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 no. I'm a cream cheese bagel. Well, wait, wait a second. You're not a mouse anymore. Right now, you've transitioned to being a cream cheese bagel. Bill Knight's no, I'm, a cream, I'm a paper. No, I'm a paper plate. Well, so you're not a cream cheese bagel anymore. You're a no. paper plate. No, I'm an LL bean slipper. You're an LL bean. Sl- <laughs> How would you like to have that? That is some. I'm a transitional temporary. What a gender disorder. Whatever. Yeah, but you know, but it's none of your business what I am. But you better be able to keep up with yes. what I am and who I am at that very moment in time. Yes. Now, <laughs> you know, it's funny because a, a friend of mine went in for a medical procedure. You know, part mm-hmm. of the reason I'm up here, and you know, the okay. Uh, so I uh, need to know uh, what uh, what sex are you? How do you identify? Oh What's your God. sexual orientation? And then after they ask oh. all the questions. Well, you know, we're we're really we're we, you don't have to answer the questions. Well, then why the hell did you answer ask them? But you wrote them all down, didn't you? Because they're cataloging you. You are cattle. Being I got a question for you. Catalog. If they draft you, all if they say all male aged men must be drafted in the army, can mm-hmm. you say, well, I don't consider myself a male aged man? I mean, can you say I'm um, I'm a, I'm a flower pot? I well, mean, sure you could. So you Why can't draft. So you can't draft me. Well, no, because we need flower pots to hold our uh, our our, <laughs> our daisies in. And you look like a daisy carrier to me. Thank you very much. Because you're going to be in San Francisco <laughs> with your daisy. If you're going to San, to hey, San Francisco, uh, do you see where uh, we have a uh, uh, apparently uh, um, another lunar lander? On its way to the moon. Yes, it took uh, off successfully yeah, yesterday. Yeah, it was it called Odysseus? Uh, huh. It departed on a perilous journey that is larger than life. Uh, they're sending it to, they're sending it to the moon. Everyone's gone to the moon. Uh, anyway, it's it'll be Who interesting. Who launched that? Uh, it was a, a, a private company. Uh, yeah. a fa- apparently, a former, uh, I think, a former head of NASA. And a whole bunch of money people. It wasn't launched by uh, Elon Musk. Uh, Here's that- the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the moon is actually the perfect launching platform for space exploration. Yeah. But, you know, we still, you know, kind of like the Pink Floyd album, we don't know what's on the dark side of the moon. Well, what, do you, what, do, what if the Russians are already there or the Chinese? What if, the, what if they've been sending people to the dark side for years? What if they have a whole colony? You know what they say, Bill? I was going to talk about this too, but time, time. Um, they're saying that in Ant. By the way, this is this is breaking news. Iran came out yesterday and said, "Breaking, we now control and own Antarctica." How? Not not just a portion, not just a piece. They oh, came they out own it and control it. Well, they just came out and said we uh, we have claim to Ant- to Antarctica. So, Iran is now saying that the entire continent of Antarctica. Is theirs, mind you. Uh, Russia and the U.S. have had bases there for and planet decades. Planet right? Have they done that? No, but well, they but they still claim it. But do you know what they say is there that people alien aren't talking about? Buried under the snow. No, there. they're saying there are cities literally underneath well, Antarctica, and people say, "Well, how could you live under Antarctica?" What they're saying is that underneath the continent of Antarctica are warm streams. And that underneath the continent of Antarctica, it's a constant 62 degrees. So they have like these cities in bubbles underneath the city. You know, you wonder why there's so much interest on the part of these different governments in Antarctica. You know, it's not just to go down there and sit in, in a blizzard and, and 40 below zero winds. You know, it's because there's stuff under there that's very important. And, and I'm just pointing that out. If you don't believe me, friends, check it for yourself. Uh, yeah, I you know uh, who knows what to believe, and, and this is all science fiction. You know, there there's rumors that we never really did land on the moon. It was all faked and staged. Remember but the movie again, Capricorn One? Yeah, the movie Capricorn but, One. The, the whole premise of the movie was it was shot in a movie studio out in the desert somewhere. Yeah, but then again, you know, on the turnaround on the dark side of the moon, maybe we did go to the moon, but not the way that we, it was perceived, and maybe we have. Because there have been photos that show that there might be some kind of 
industrialis- uh, industrialization, something they have, on the dark side of the moon that's living there. They have video, I don't know if you've seen this or not, taken from the lunar module of, mm-hmm. of what looks like spacecraft flying by. I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, big, you see, it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's an object, you can see it. And NASA was doing a live feed from one of the, uh, I think it was from the lunar lander, and uh, they had to cut it off because one of the astronauts was pointing out this unknown object that was, it seemed to be shadowing them, you know? So there's a lot that we're not being told. I mean, what I've, what I've learned as I've gotten to be an older guy is that I'm afraid that we're having, we haven't been told the... Uh, the straight scoop, so to speak. Hell, you know? how do you know we're not fish in a fishbowl? And, you know. Yeah, right. Or, or, or uh, what are the germs on a Petri dish? Bacteria yeah. on a Petri dish. Uh, hey, listen, uh, if you want to contact us, the number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Interesting program. We kind of went all over the place today. Um, Boy, did we. And we didn't even need Google Maps to get no, us around. We didn't. No, we no, got, no, We no. got lost by ourselves. No, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's easy to do. The older you get, the more <laughs> lost you can be. That's true. And, and <laughs> everything old is new again. I, I resemble that remark. There you go. <laughs> mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at jimandbill.com and jimandbill at mail.com. And uh, what else is there? I hate getting old because your memory fails you. There's something that needs to be said. You want <sighs> me to say it? Well, no, I guess until I can figure it out, all I can do is say, hasta la vista, baby, we're out of here. This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>